0: It's always important to double-check what you're about to press when you're going to press a button on the radio. Instead of our theme music, you almost got a rim shot this morning. I mean, seriously, we almost started the show like that. But that's okay. It's no laughing matter prayer here. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright. I hope you're having a fantastic morning on this Friday morning. September 22nd, the last official day of summer, even though it doesn't feel like summer out there, and it's kind of rainy and drizzly today. Tomorrow is the first day of fall, but what a great week it's been, what a beautiful week it's been, and we have a great show for you today. So let's stop talking about the weather and buttons, and let's talk about prayer and the best way to do that is to begin with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today on the show, we're going to hear from Father Mark Goring about the witnesses of the true presence, especially Blessed Carlo Acutis and Francis Chan. We're also going to hear from Father Schumacher on how the Mass is a gift and a sacrifice. And then we are going to hear, well, not here, we're going to visit. From the Fathers of Mercy, Father Ken Geraci. uh he's got a book about spiritual warfare and the chaplet of divine mercy, and he's going to be with us later on in the show as well. Now, before we go to any of that, and, and even before we go to the weather here, I just want to say this. I have been, uh, those of you that tune in to Roadmap to Heaven on the radio, maybe you tune in a few minutes earlier, maybe you listen to a lot of the show that precedes us, the Sunrise Morning Show. Uh, Matt Swaim and I are both avid baseball fans. Now, while it has been a terrible year, and I mean terrible year, for my beloved Cardinals, and while his Reds have an overall better record this season than my beloved Cardinals, the Cardinals and Reds are tied. They've played 10 games so far. The Cardinals have won five. The Reds have won five, and late next week they both close out the season playing three games against one another. And uh, I'm just, you know, I'm willing to say that I believe in my Cardinals. I believe in the St. Louis Cardinals that they are going to be victorious over Matt Swain's Cincinnati Reds. And, uh, you know, Matt, I think we we might have to have a little friendly wager here. I'm just going to say that. Uh But more on that, more on that later. Let's get a look at the weather and then our saying of the day, and then we're going to jump in. We're going to get to the most important things. We're going to hear about the Holy Eucharist today from our homilists and our guest.
1: Today is the feast day of St. Maurice and companions, and they were martyrs. Born in Egypt in the mid-3rd century, he became a soldier in the Roman army. An outstanding soldier and leader, Maurice, over time, was given command of the Theban legion. In spite of the fact it was illegal and considered by Rome to be a threat, he did nothing to disguise the fact that he was a Christian. And in time, his entire legion would become composed of Christians. Maurice and his men were called by Emperor Maximus to Gaul to help put down a peasant rebellion. Specifically, they were given orders to clear a pass in the Alps, Before going into battle, Maurice and his men were commanded to pay honor to Rome's pagan gods, and they refused. They also refused to slaughter innocent civilians and harass a local group of Christians. In a rage, Maximus ordered Maurice and all 6,666 of his men to be put to death. They were murdered in Switzerland in 287 in what is now known as St. Maurice. St. Maurice and companions, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
0: Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network
2: to see all our podcasts. A prayer for greater love of Jesus. Oh my Jesus, thou knowest well that I love thee, but I do not love thee enough. Oh, grant that I may love thee more. O love that burnest ever and never failest, my God, thou who art charity itself, enkindle in my heart that divine fire which consumes the saints and transforms them into thee. Amen. May the sacred heart of Jesus be loved in every place.
0: We are happy to be joined this morning by Father Ken Geraci. He is a priest of the Fathers of Mercy. You may have heard of them. We have Father Wade Menezes from the Fathers of Mercy on the show quite a bit. And you can hear Father Wade on EWTN's Open Line Tuesday on Tuesday afternoons here on Covenant Network. But there are other Fathers of Mercy, and we're so happy to meet another Father of Mercy, Father Ken Geraci. It's great to have you with us today on Roadmap to Heaven. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it, Adam. Now, you have a new book out called Spiritual Warfare. And Divine Mercy, the weapon of our times, these are two themes that are, you know, they are not new to our broadcasts, they are not new to our radio network, but we need to talk about them quite a bit, because there is a spiritual battle going on, whether we want to admit it or not, and uh, you and I are going to fall from time to time we're going to sin and and we need mercy especially divine mercy so father it's good to hear about these two together but that might be the jumping point for this to say well yeah we know
3: divine mercy and we know spiritual warfare but how are these two connected i think the link comes from our lord's words to saint faustina where he tells her that she is to prepare the world for his second coming and so we know from the book of revelation this great war that is broken out in heaven And for us to really take the signs of the time quite seriously, to sober up from the intoxication of the world that we live in, and to really not only fight for our own sanctification, but that of our children, our family, and our enemies as well. This is one of the areas that I need to really grow in, is praying for those who persecute us, those who hate us. Um, and this has been one of the, my personal points of growth in this whole thing is to expand my scope from those I love to those who don't love.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I think sometimes of a, a couple of things here. One, there's a priest. We play his homilies pretty regularly on the show. And uh, one of my favorite sayings of his is the devil behind every tree. Looking to get you? Probably not. But is he behind every other tree? Probably. And, uh, you know, so we think, OK, spiritual battle. I, I don't want to give the enemy a foothold. And I think of that quote of our Lord to St. Peter, get behind me, Satan, and how quick we are to say, oh, you know what? You're not leading me in my my desire to grow closer to our Lord into holiness. So get behind me. I want to be done with you. Get out of my life. I don't ever want to talk to you again. And uh, that's really
3: forgetting the merciful aspect of our faith as well, if I'm hearing what you're saying correctly. Well, I think it it just expands beyond so far beyond what we're thinking about. I mean, we talk about the divine mercy of God and the need that our world has. I mean, there's no political program that's going to fix the issues that we're dealing with. There's no social program. It's only God's mercy and us cooperating with that grace, then to change ourselves, to convert ourselves, and then to enact that change into into the world in a public sense. And so when we look how far gone the world has gone, right or left, right, these extremes. It's God that can bring people back to center, back to reason, back to himself.
0: Now, when we look at, I mean, in particular, the last hundred years, we've gone through two world wars, several other wars. uh, That in and of itself is... You know, not a pleasant fact, but we also see the increase in poverty in our world. Um, In in our local community here where I live, increase in homelessness is growing exponentially. Uh, Proliferation of drug use, broken homes, broken families. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And it's tempting to think, well, do we even have a shot at this? But we have to remember, no, our, our Lord is the victor. And we actually know the ending of the story. The question is... Which side are we going to be? Are we going to be collateral damage taken out by the enemy, or are we going to be with the victorious in heaven at the end of our life? So one of the things you talk about in this book is how important of a tool our Lord gave us through St. Faustina in the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Why is that so important to pray that chaplet every day?
3: the value of the chaplet that it directly extends from the liturgy of the Eucharist, which is Calvary, right? So, I mean, this is the ultimate punchline. When you look at the divine mercy image, you see these rays of the blood and water that coming forth. And so when we see the value of the divine mercy chaplet, so many people miss the connection of the words we're actually saying. One of the things that I posit in the book, and it's not my discovery, it's just an observation of the prayer that the Divine Mercy Chaplet is a direct extension of the liturgy of the Eucharist. So when we look at that prayer, it's an action, an offering. So Eternal Father, so we got to see God the Father. And it's me, the individual that is speaking, and then I'm offering him the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus in the atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. Now, the body, blood, soul, and divinity is the Eucharist, which comes from the Mass. The Mass is Calvary. And so the greatest battle of all time was won on Calvary. And so when we pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet, we are entering in mystically into Calvary, into that divine action, that sacred action, that God action. And we are fighting from victory over whatever it is that we're praying over. I I was thinking about this earlier,
0: and and I love how you're drawing this, this line from the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. To the holy sacrifice of the Mass, that, that very direct line. Uh, that if we don't spend time reflecting on our need for mercy and you know our sinful nature, uh, we're not going to see the need for it. And and sadly, I think that's where so many Catholics have fallen out of use of the sacraments. They don't see the need for the sacrament of reconciliation. They don't see the need uh, to make to, you know to to follow the basic tenets of you know, going to Mass every Sunday. And um, I was, I was thinking about this the other day. That's where the enemy wins. When, when he convinces us of one of two things, either you don't need to seek God's mercy because you're a pretty good person and, and you know look at those other people around you, or you're a terrible person and there's no way you could be forgiven of that sin that you committed and you should be ashamed of yourself and you might as well give up now. It's when we don't seek that mercy and getting back into that state of grace that the enemy wins. And uh, I I love how the chaplet, it, if nothing else, it's it's that that teaching by repetition that I did with my kids when we were, they were younger. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need mercy. You need mercy. You need mercy. Fifty
3: three beads of you need mercy. Yes. Well, and you think about you know our, our Protestant brothers and sisters. I dedicate a, a portion of this uh, talking about. Um, uh, Protestants praying the divine mercy chaplet. I mean, one of the, when I was in the non-denominational circles, people would always ask, have you been washed in the blood of the lamb? And, and I'm like, yeah, you want to pray your chaplet with me? <laughs> every day, every day at the, the offering of the mass, <laughs> the, at, chaplet. At the offering of the mass, we're washing the blood of the lamb. When we go to confession, we're washing the blood of the lamb. And when you pray your chaplet of divine mercy, you are being washed in the blood of the Lamb. Well, Father, I think this is fantastic.
0: Again, the book is Spiritual Warfare and Divine Mercy, The Weapon of Our Times by Father Ken Geraci of the Fathers of Mercy. It's available through Tan Books, Uh, you know, some great books over there. Be sure to check them out. Father, I'd love to continue the conversation. Now, for our radio listeners, we've gone a little long here, so I want to give them a break. But if you can stick around, we'll talk some more on the podcast after the show.
3: Thanks so much. Could I ask you to close our time together with a prayer? Most certainly. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the gift of our faith, the gift of our life, the gift of our redemption, and divine adoption. Lord, through the blood of your Son, we ask you to wash us in a new way, to draw us close to you, but not only us. Allow us to fight for the salvation of the souls of those in our life, those in our mission field. And through the sake of his sorrowful passion, may God have mercy on us and on the whole world. And may Almighty God bless you and your listeners in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: Act of Consecration to St. Joseph O dearest St. Joseph, I consecrate myself to your honor and give myself to you, that you may always be my father, my protector, and my guide in the way of salvation. Obtain for me a greater purity of heart and fervent love of the interior life. After your example, may I do all my actions for the greater glory of God in union with the divine heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary. O blessed St. Joseph, pray for me that I may share in the peace and joy of your holy death. Amen.
3: Hello,
0: podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. This has been another wonderful week here on The Daily Dose of Encouragement with a beautiful theme as we've been growing in devotion to the infant Jesus. Patty, I look forward to finding out how we are going to wrap up this week.
4: Well, again, I'm sharing all this just because I never knew any of these things about the infant Jesus of Prague, and I thought it would be beautiful to just share this with our listeners. And as I've said, there's a chaplet to the Holy Infant, there's a prayer, and today we're going to talk about consecration. To the infant Jesus, there's also a litany, uh, a litany to the infant Jesus. You can look all this stuff; it's all online, very easy to find. But I just didn't realize how it opened up a whole world of devotion to the infant Jesus. There's a novena as well. I mean, I'm telling you, there's a lot out there. But let's today, I want to share the consecration to the infant Jesus. Here's the prayer. O divine child, Jesus, only begotten son of the father, you are the true light that enlightens everyone coming into this world. It's through you that I am. It is through you that all things have been made. And without you, nothing would be. It is therefore just that I devote myself to you without reserve. In gratitude for all the love with which you love me, I devote to you all the love my heart is capable of. I ardently desire to love you still more, to offer you a heart less unworthy of you. Accept this ardent desire, O amiable child God, and kindly bless it. You have suffered for us and have borne your infirmities in order that we might one day deserve to be associated with your eternal happiness. I want to unite my sufferings to yours so that you may give them merit and they may be sanctified. As you have been weeping for me because of my sins, help me by your grace to weep for them myself. I also devote to you all my joys. I only have the ambition and the will to seek those pleasing to your service by the practice of the virtues taught in the mysteries of your divine childhood. I beg you to help me by your grace to acquire the gentleness, the humility, The childlike simplicity, the filial confidence, and the perfect obedience of which you give me such a splendid example. May I progress in holiness and one day possess the rewards promised in heaven to those who practice the lessons of your holy childhood. Amen. Today, let's ponder, and I think this is really important the gentleness, the humility, the childlike simplicity, the filial confidence and the perfect obedience of the child Jesus. And let's pray that we can grow in those same virtues.
0: If you have enjoyed this week of the Daily Dose of Encouragement, growing in devotion to the infant Jesus, could we ask you to share this devotion by sharing the Daily Dose of Encouragement podcast with someone you know who would also love to grow closer to the infant Jesus. A few things to note coming up here that are going to affect Roadmap to Heaven a little bit. Uh, next week is our Fall Radiothon on Covenant Network. It's going to be a great week. I am very much looking forward to it. I love meeting listeners just like you, so please tune in. If you enjoy Roadmap to Heaven, uh, one of the greatest ways you can say, I appreciate what you're doing here, I, I value the work of Catholic Radio, is just to tune in to the Radiothon. Doing that You know, I think every day next week I've got the 7 o'clock hour, if if I'm not mistaken. So I'll be with you every morning at 7 a.m. Tune in. Polyhymnia, a wonderful women's music ensemble of sacred music, they sing sacred music. Presents "Sing of Mary." Polyhymnia presents "Sing of Mary" songs for the feasts of the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's going to be a week from Sunday on October first at twenty uh, at three p.m. at Saint Monica Catholic Church on Olive Boulevard in Saint Louis, Missouri. It's right at two seventy in Olive for those of you familiar with the metro area. So that's a week from Sunday. A week from tomorrow is Seek First. It's a wonderful event being put on by the Archdiocese of St. Louis and the Fellowship of Catholic University Students Focus Ministries. Uh, you may be familiar with them. We broadcast from the Seek Conference last year and loved every minute of it. We're going to be back there this year as well. But Seek First is a sneak pre, uh, sneak peek preview event. Curtis Martin founder of Focus is one of the speakers. Archbishop Rosansky is going to be there. Uh, To quote my friend Brian, you know, who who does the Pope call on when he wants to talk about evangelization? Well, Curtis Martin is one of them. Curtis is a very dynamic speaker. He's got a great message. He's doing amazing work with Focus and how it's grown over the uh, past few decades. So you're not going to want to miss that. It's free. 100% free to attend, but you do have to register, and you can go to archstl.org slash seek to register. You can also find out more information about the Seek Conference while you're there. And here's the bonus. Uh, Covenant Network, we are are proud to sponsor Seek First, and we are going to be there too, and I'm going to be there, and I would love to meet you. I love meeting you when I get to go to these events. So if you are at Seek First, uh, please stop by and say hello. And second, if you're not signed up yet, well, please sign up and go. It's going to be a fantastic time, and we would love to see you there. So there you have it. Next week, Radiothon. No roadmap to heaven, but I'll be with you in the 7 o'clock hour. Saturday, Seek First on September 30th, and then October 1st, Polyhymnia, Sing of Mary, Songs for the Feast of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, mother of the church, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Podcast listeners, don't forget to stick around. We're going to have more with Father Ken Geraci up next. Radio listeners, well, you have to go check out the podcast at ourcatholicradio.org or wherever you like to get your podcast. Just go look up Roadmap to Heaven. You'll see my picture. It's right there, and you'll be able to hear our conversation once the podcast posts later today. For all of us here at Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Don't forget to pray your rosary today. And don't forget that it's Friday, a day of abstinence from meat or some other form of penance. Have a blessed weekend. We were talking with Father Ken Geraci during the show today about his book, Spiritual Warfare and Divine Mercy, The Weapon of Our Times. A lot of great things were said in the show. And Father, I'm sure there's a lot more we could say. But I, I want to ask this question, kind of stepping back a little bit. When we were doing the prep for our interview, uh, one of the things you mentioned is you are not an author. You know, like I think of Father Wade, who we have on, like we said, or, or uh, Father Bill Casey, you know, they write books. Um, I know so many Catholic radio hosts, speakers, whatever, they that's what they do. They, they they do their talking and they write books about what they talk about
3: how did you end up writing a book it, the the way this came about is that uh the vice president of tan books was at one of my missions and he came up to me afterwards and he said listen he goes I really appreciated um what you said he goes but I had my two kids here you know 19 21 years old and they loved it he goes so if, if you're touching them if you're connecting with them you know we let's let's look at at doing a project together and so we looked at the couple different series that I've preached on and and there was I kind of got got, uh, uh, you know, duped by God because they said that we can just take your audio transcript, you know, convert the audio to a transcript, spruce that up, and publish it as a book. I'm like, "Great, no problem. Well, if anyone's ever heard me preached, it it knows that that does not convert to the written word. So I literally had to rewrite every single word of all of these, and so um, so the Divine Mercy one is a very special one though because uh, I, I think just what our our Lord has continued to reveal to me through that effort. So it's been very meaningful to me and my ministry.
0: That's Jeremiah, right? You
3: duped me, O Lord, and I let myself be duped. Yeah, he has yeah. A, he well, has a funny way of doing that, doesn't he, Father? <laughs> You know, my one of my closest friends is a construction worker. He builds homes, and he goes, he goes, "Ha! Huh, it's official." Father Duraci has officially written more books than he read in college.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I I've been thinking, I, I'm I need to write a book. Everyone else, do you have a book, Adam? And and I said, no, I don't, because I haven't thought of anything that God's been saying, Adam. Write a book about this. I've I've tried to sit down maybe four or five times. And uh, I say, okay, Lord, if you want a book, grab a pen and paper and, and, and help me out here because there's no way I'm going to be able to do this on my own. I imagine that when, when you're putting this together, whether it was your original mission talks that you give, the preaching that you do, I mean, you are uh, the Fathers of Mercy are itinerant mission preachers, so that, that is not a strange thing for you. Um, but whether it was putting that talk together or writing the book, what are some of the things that maybe you learned for the first time as you've been assembling
3: all of this? Well, this whole thing is a constant journey. The deeper and the deeper you get, I I think what, what has struck me the most, and I think the most important value of this book is how much more, I may not necessarily learn the new things, but how much deeper my faith is when I pray it. I mean, one of the promises of the Divine Mercy Chaplet is those who pray the chaplet one time will not be lost. So what power... What grace has to come from one recitation of the chaplet, let alone faithful recitation of the chaplet, versus being devoted to the chaplet? I mean, the 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 weight of what our Lord is offering us in these end times. I think it's second to none. I think I make the analogy in the book is that I liken this to a, a store going out of business in terms of graces. Uh, you know, the first first week it says twenty percent off everything. The you know third week forty percent off, then sixty percent off, and then right before the store closes, there's a sign on the door that says no reasonable offer will be refused. And I feel in time of salvation history because of the deficiencies within the priesthood, deficiencies within communicating the truths of our faith authentically, that the church for the last 50 years has struggled tremendously with the different scandals. So many people don't know the basics of their faith. They don't know their basic prayers. That our Lord is effective as we approach the end of time saying, no reasonable offer will be refused. And the offer that I'm asking is that of the sacrifice of my son.
0: Yeah, we don't even have to come up with the offering. That's one of my favorite things about our, our faith, the sacrifice of the Mass, uh, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, um, so many things that we pray, and it's, what do we offer? Well, not anything Adam Wright did or anything Father Geraci did. It's, uh, God, we're offering you what the, the second person of you, the, the, you know, the, the second person of the Holy Trinity did for us. That's pretty much all we have to offer
3: that's going to be of any real lasting value. Right. Well, and when we think about our family members and friends who have fallen away from the church, like it's good to pray for them to come back. But if we prayed in the words that Jesus gave us for them to come back, how much more efficacious would it be? You know, that's something that I think we
0: all need that good reminder of from time to time. I want to ask you this. I notice you wear glasses. I, I'm wearing contacts today, but I, I wear sunglasses all the time. I do wear glasses around the house. And something I've noticed over the years, especially when I first started acclimating to wearing glasses, you know, they, they give you that microfiber cloth, they give you the little spritz to clean your lenses. And sometimes we don't realize. How clouded or how dirty our lenses are until we say, you know, it's been a while. I probably ought to clean these. And you're like, oh, wow. It's kind of like the windshield on a car for those of you that don't wear glasses. You're like, I didn't realize how dirty this was. And, and I say that because I think sometimes in our spiritual lives. We feel like we're getting a good view of things. We feel like we're getting, we're seeing a good picture of everything, and it's not through some malicious intent. It's not like someone's dropping paint on our windshields or, or taking a marker to our glasses. It's just we're not doing the basic maintenance on them, and then all of a sudden something prompts us to do that basic maintenance, and we're saying, "Oh my goodness, you know, I've been going to Sunday mass, but I've heard about this chaplet of divine mercy. Man, it's not really my cup of tea." Um, what's your experience been out in the mission territory? As you see people, you know, uh, to take this
3: metaphor a little further, cleaning the lenses of of their spiritual lives. Well, when, when a person begins to pray the chaplet, specifically after a basic explanation like this, right? A lot of people just see it as one devotion among many, but the deeper you understand it, what you're saying, there's this aha moment and you become more disposed to those graces. And people will say things like, yeah, I just started kind of doing it as a, as a, just a trial and I can't stop. Like, and I find myself in my need situations reaching for that rosary to pray a decade of the chaplet, And so it becomes contagious and it's kind of like we talk about receiving Holy Communion. Yeah. You receive Jesus who is consuming who. Yeah. So. There's the heart of it right there. So I, I think that, you know, kind of cleaning the the windshield, so to speak, and seeing the the road that's ahead of you through the blood of Christ, through the mercy of God, through the weapon that God has given us, a weapon that God has given us to fight this battle.
0: We think of the promises that our Lord made to St. Faustina, and I think of a lot of the promises that have been handed on, whether it's the Blessed Mother at Fatima to the children uh, regarding the five First Saturdays devotion, our Lord to St. Margaret Mary Alico with First Friday devotion, the promises to St. Faustina. And and I think sometimes, especially in our postmodern age, and and even in the modern age of— many, uh, you know, not many years ago, but in the span of my life many years ago, uh, people have that tendency to view it as an accountant God. You know, God's just an accountant. Okay, well, you you offered the chaplet this many times, or you prayed your rosary this many times, uh, or your first Friday devotion, so the measure of my mercy to you is going to be directly proportional to how many times you prayed this. And, and at some point, I forget who said this, but it... it I, the light bulb went off and it was, no, this is about relationship. You know, if, if you draw near to our Lord, he's going to give you grace. And if you don't draw
3: near to our Lord, it's going to be a lot harder to find that grace. Are are we on the right track here? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a revelation taking place in all of this. Um, I had a girl at a, we had, I was on a flight out of town and I stopped for pizza with, with a group of, uh, uh, kind of, business age, early business age, young Catholic professionals. And, uh, the girl I was sitting next to, she goes father, but she was all excited. She goes, father, she goes, she goes, I'm not convinced the gospel or the mass is about Jesus. And I'm like, I'm like, can I get another beer over here? You know? <laughs> and, and I said, oh, oh, okay. I said, well, what's, what's it about? And she said, it's about the father. And there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of distinctions, right? We mm-hmm. can't make all distinctions, but what did Jesus say? Jesus said, I did not come to do my will, but the father's will. I have come to reveal to you, not me, but the father, right? And so, so in the mass, most people don't know this. We don't go to mass to receive Jesus. We go to mass to worship the father through the sacrifice of Christ. And then when we give our very best all the way up through that great doxology, The father says, I will not be outdone in generosity. I will now feed you with my son. And so when we give everything to the father, the father then gives us everything, which is the son. And so there's a sick, and it's all done in the spirit, right? So look at this from a relationship perspective. It blows our mind open. I remember the first time I read
0: uh, it, it. it was Pope Benedict, but as Cardinal Ratzinger, it was before he was elected pontiff. Uh, when I read *Spirit of the Liturgy*, and in chapter three, he talks about that that liturgical direction of east. You know, and whether wherever you go to Mass, if if Mass is said facing the people or or facing ad orientum to the east, there's still that that metaphorical east, no matter which way Father's facing, and that you know, Father, when you offer the Mass, acting in persona Christi, um, it's Jesus leading us to. The Father, that that all of those prayers, especially I think of the Eucharistic prayer and uh, most beautifully the Roman canon, you know, as a young boy, it was tempting to think, well, Father's talking to us, you know, Father's talking to us at this point. It's like, no, no. Father is acting in the person of Christ, talking to God, the Father, on behalf of us.
3: Yes. The head and the body are present together to the Father. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I like it. A, you know, the, the chaplet is just another another reminder. Here's the destination we're going for. Here's how we get there. And uh, don't worry if you don't have any. No reasonable offer refused. If you don't have anything to give, I'll even give you something to give. And that's the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the Father's dearly beloved Son. Absolutely. Well, Father, this this has been fantastic. Uh, could I ask you to close our time together with a
3: prayer? Most certainly. Let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the gift of our faith, the gift of our life, the gift of our redemption, and divine adoption. Lord, through the blood of your Son, we ask you to wash us in a new way, to draw us close to you, but not only us. Allow us to fight for the salvation of the souls of those in our life, those in our mission field. And through the sake of his sorrowful passion, may God have mercy on us and on the whole world. And may Almighty God bless you and your listeners in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Father Ken Geraci, thanks for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven today. If you've enjoyed this uh, bonus content, whether you're watching the video or listening to the audio of it, well, we'd love to have you click like, subscribe, follow, whatever it may be. It seems a petty thing to ask. I feel weird asking it every time, but they tell me it really does help the algorithms share this with more people. And really, at the heart of it, that's what we're all about, is sharing the good news of our faith with as many people as we can. So is it too much to ask to click a button? Probably not. In the meantime, don't forget to join us for the next episode.